Finding your perfect home was hard, but thanks to Burrow, furnishing it has never been easier. Burrow's easy-to-assemble modular sofas and sectionals are made from premium, durable materials, including stain and scratch-resistant fabrics. So they're not just comfortable and stylish, they're built to last. Plus, every single Burrow order ships free right to your door. Right now, get 15% off your first order at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's 15% off at burrow.com slash ACAST. Welcome to the World in Sport. I'm Vinnie Wiley. This week, Fiji rediscovers some magic on the World 7 Series. Guam makes its debut in the Fed Cup tennis competition. And the final qualifiers for the OFC Champions League football competition are decided. But first, the Fiji cricket community is mourning the death of former men's captain Joe Ricker. The 32-year-old died on Monday after suffering an asthma attack. Ricker made his international debut in 2006 and spent a decade playing for his country around the world. He also took a big interest in the next generation of players and had stints coaching the national men's under-19 and senior teams, working as a development officer and most recently as the national high-performance manager. Cricket Fiji CEO Alex Conorote says his former colleague was the face of Cricket Fiji for more than a decade and will leave a lasting legacy in Fiji and the wider Pacific. Uh, Yeah, we're still very gutted here. We're still receiving messages pouring in from the East Asia-Pacific region. Those were just finding out, sending us long messages on how they can't believe it. Uh, we spent some time with uh, Joe's uh, brother and uh, family, and even his wife is still trying to process it all. Uh, was just way too young to go. Um, so we're still still coming to terms with it. Now we had to get, you had to have a chat with the staff on um, uh, processing it and you know just helping out in these next few days with the family. Um, and then working on the legacy that Joe left for us to uh, really polish. He'd actually left Cricket Fiji in an official capacity, but, you know, that that kind of shows, doesn't it, the impact, and clearly he still was a part of the, the cricketing family uh, and, and, and still helped out. So um, even though he wasn't there every day in the office, perhaps um, still someone that everyone really, you know, cared for and, and, and obviously is going to miss. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Joe's been the uh, face of Cricket Fiji for the last, you know, I'd say, 12 years. or um, And in Fiji, whenever you mention cricket, I mean, we're, like New Zealand, we're a rugby-mad nation. Um, so cricket is way down the pecking order. Uh, but if you mention to a rugby player cricket, the first person they'll think of is Joe Rika. Um, that's the impact that he's had on the sporting fraternity as well. Uh, everyone knows Joe, and everyone knows cricket, the face of cricket is Joe. Um, not just Joe working in the office, but Joe's uh, his record as a player speaks for itself. Um, he's probably one of the best players outside of Australia and New Zealand in the Pacific, on par with our Papua New Guinean brothers and every every other good player that's come out, but probably one of the best that's ever come out of Fiji. Committed his life to the sport, and the dailies, the reporters here, and, and he, he, he struck up such a good relationship with all our stakeholders here that even they, you know, they've been calling every ten minutes. Uh, every my phone's been ringing off the hook, uh, and so have uh, the staff and the family. Uh, people just uh, in disbelief, uh, mate. Yeah, and, and only thirty-two years old, uh, if, if I've got that right. Um... In his cricketing career, he packed so much in, both on and off the field. As you say, he was a national captain, 
you know, he'd, he'd coached, he, you know, had been an acting CEO, a high performance manager, a development manager. He'd, he'd pretty much done it all. He did, he did. Uh, he started off uh, as a national under 19 uh, when he was 13 um, and just worked his way up the ranks, uh, getting thrown into the national team at, I think, 16. But the funny thing, though, is that, you know, despite he, I'm sure in one of his games, he scored 245 in off 175 balls. Uh, but he did mention that one of his proudest moments as a cricketer was more as a coach and a mentor, uh, and that was leading, grooming boys from when they were 13 uh, and primed and, and trained them and guided them to qualify for the Under-19 World Cup in 2015. He never failed to mention how that was probably one of the proudest moments of his cricket career. So, yes, he's done it all. He's captained the Fiji team, uh, won the national college since he was 16, uh, 13 and, uh, in the age group level. One of the best all-rounders, you could say, and really sweet with the bat. And just an all-round nice, such a beautiful personality that Jules has. And, and as you say, still heavily involved in the sport in various ways, even though he was uh, now, you know, day-to-day focusing on the family business as well. And I guess uh, that's indicative of the fact that, you know, family is so important to all of us. And, um, you know, I guess that's one of the tragedies in these sorts of situations is that Joe obviously leaves behind his family. Yeah, absolutely. Mate. He, uh, uh, when Papua New Guinea, uh, not not just in Fiji, but in the region, he, he was always calling up to check on uh, how some were faring in the Pacific Games and, and who was winning what, and, and he'd check himself. But when Papua New Guinea qualified for the World Cup, uh, Joe called up to... To celebrate, and he had his own celebration in his own way. He was ecstatic. He, he said, hey, you know, Papua New Guinea's paved the way for all us uh, other East Asia Pacific countries. Um, but that was one of Joe's dreams, to see not just one of the Pacific countries, but, it, it, you know, Fiji work and Vanuatu and Samoa work their way towards that. Um, so he's been heavily involved, uh, even though he's not no longer a, a, a staff member, but um, he was threatening also to come back and help out with the national team later in the year, uh, with all the teams. His passing was a, an asthma attack. Is that is that something that he's is asthma something that he's dealt with in his life? Is it? Well, I hear from his family that um, he, he grew up with asthma, but then grew out of it. Uh, but then later, uh, I think a few years back, he started to get uh, attacks, but they were not very frequent. Um, so the infrequent attacks, I'm not sure whether, I think he just took them for granted um, and got the better of him in the end. Uh, but most of us were shocked that he even had asthma. Did he still ever put the pads on occasionally, uh, club cricket or, or socially yeah. or for fun? Yeah, he still, still played uh, cricket, uh, club cricket for Sarafui, he, uh, one of the local clubs. He'd throw on the pads, but he'd only throw on the pads for teams that uh, had a development aspect. So where, wherever there were young boys, he'd commit himself to playing for that team in the season. And he'd, and he'd be, be there every every weekend his uh, family would allow him to be. And do you think that is his legacy? You, you touched earlier on um, his passion for development and the next generation. Uh, is that perhaps his legacy for cricket in Fiji and the, and the wider region just wanting to see that game grow, being happy for other countries when they do well in the region and and just wanting to see, you know, things go on. Yeah, you know, Joe was everything cricket, but cricket at all levels. Uh, but you wouldn't see him, you, uh, you know, he'd be absolutely in his element 
when he's down at grassroots level. His goal was always to turn uh, scratch players uh, or bring in someone from another sport and teach them cricket from scratch and make them national reps. And he'd be so proud of that, he, you know, he, 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 and, and, and just watching the game all over the world, uh, but mainly cheering on uh, his Pacific, uh, our Pacific counterparts in every tournament that we play. Joe was just everything cricket. That's the Cricket Fiji CEO, Alex Conorote. Fiji claimed their first title of the Men's World 7 Series after holding on to defeat South Africa 12-10 in the Cup Final in Sydney at the weekend. Man of the match, Napoleone Bolatha, scored all of Fiji's points in the first half as the Fijians survived a yellow card to secure their second win against the Blitzbox in eight days. The result lifts the Fijians up to fifth in the overall series standings and closes the gap on series leaders New Zealand to 23 points. Captain Mali Derinalangi says their first ever Sydney title was a team effort. Yeah, before we enter the field, the message uh, I told my team is was just to come out here Enjoy and just do the job. That's what uh, we come and deliver it. So I want to thank the soldiers behind me for the great effort that they show today. The Fijiana also produced their best performance of the season in the women's competition, beating England 17-5 in the playoff for fifth place to climb to seventh overall, with Luisa Tesolo selected in the Sydney Dream Team. Meanwhile, the Samoa men's side fell further off the pace after finishing a lowly 15th in Sydney. The men's World Series resumes in Los Angeles at the end of the month, while the women's series takes an extended break before returning in Hong Kong in April. It's a big week for tennis on Guam, with the US Territory making its debut in the Fed Cup women's competition. Guam was previously affiliated with the Pacific Oceania regional side, but made their standalone debut in the Asia Oceania Group 2 event being staged in New Zealand. Guam has competed in the Davis Cup men's competition for the past two years, but Fed Cup captain Sam Lai says the smaller pool of female players on island means it's taken longer for a Fed Cup team to become a reality. There are more boys or guys playing than women, especially on Guam, with such a small population. And uh, we happen to have some girls able to make it, uh, even they're working and still going on school college so yeah we're fortunate that we'll be able to get we were supposed to have four but one finally could not make it so but we're happy to be able to join with three uh ladies this time and and so how how many women roughly play tennis in guam every year we may have one or two girls go to college and play for college and some year we don't even have but right now we only have one girl playing college tennis right now, and that is Leydin Delcarmen. She is our number one girl. The number two and number three are working right now. They're, they're, they have already finished college. And number two girl, uh, Katrina Lai, just graduated last year, but she also played college for four years. And um, so h- how long has the team been preparing for this competition in Wellington, this uh, group two? Well, we've been talking about forming a team for the last six months. The girls are actually actively uh, getting in shape, uh, practicing roughly about four months from now, especially uh, my daughter, Katie Lai. Uh, she was out of college. She actually pretty much stopped playing for about a year. And, but because of this Fed Cup, and she, she, she started to uh, practice again about four months ago. 
And number one girl, Nadine Delcomen, she's uh, right now, currently, she's in season right now for her, for her college uh, tenant. So she's actually right in the middle of her college season right now. And uh, our number three girl who moved to Seattle, and she's been playing um, the league, you know, the outside league, like men's league, women's league, you know, after work and things like that on the weekends. And, and Sam, so obviously with all of those players based in the USA, um, how, how, how does that affect the preparation for the team in terms of how, how familiar they are with each other and, and whatnot and, and just being on the same wavelength for this competition? Well, Nadine is playing a competitive college right now, so uh, she's probably in the best condition uh, among all three girls, and obviously that's why we named her number one uh, player. Uh, Katrina, she just graduated last year, so she wasn't totally out of tennis, but she's been training last three, four months. So she she plays with some local pros and college students over there in Philadelphia, and she's gotten quite a bit comfortable now uh, playing full competitive uh, tennis again. Charlene is also playing local tournaments in Seattle area, so she's also well prepared for this tournament. So we we expect uh, to do well, but uh, we don't expect to win uh, most of the countries. But but I think we do have a hope to maybe beat one or two countries. That's Guam's Fed Cup tennis captain, Sam Lai. Lupe Olesuanga and Tupapa Marairenga have secured the final two qualifying spots in the main draw of the OFC Champions League football competition. Samoan champs Lupe Ole Soanga topped the qualifying stage in Auckland last week, beating Tonga's Vaitongo FC and holding their Cook Islands rivals to a scoreless draw. Tupapa Marairenga scraped into the main draw for a third straight year after coming from behind to draw 2 all with Vaitongo in their final match. Player coach Anthony Samuela told Talay Anderson they're just happy to be through. So I don't know what to say anymore. The job's done. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> what did you think about uh, the competition today? It's a tough game, but first of all, thank you to the Tonga team for a good game and uh, they were really physical. But my boys gave me a good attitude and played the game we how we wanted to play. So yeah. And have you had a thought about uh, who you're coming up against in the main draw? Um, not really. I'm not sure who's the next one. I think my boys just gotta go home and work something else just to improve on our from from the game. Yeah, and um, yeah, work from there. And I know you guys were down by one point at half time. What was the conversation in the changing rooms? Uh, it's all about talking and just doing the simple stuff, just passing, 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 move. That's all about it, yeah. And I know as well, um, you're playing the player-coach role. Yes, How, how's yeah. it been juggling those two positions? Oh, I don't know. I just work my way out of it and then coach as a, and also as a player. So I think it's all good, yeah. yeah it's all Is good. it easy to talk and communicate with the team as well as you know put that coaching hat on? Yeah, I think so. When I'm on, on the side of the field, it's easy, but when I'm in the field, kind of hard for me to talk to the boys a little bit, but I don't know, I think it's all good. Yeah. And have you, had a, have, have you had a lot of um, support from the Cook Island community here? Yes, yes, we've got some few boys, few families around, and uh, thanks to them as well. Despite failing to advance to the next round, the Vaitongo coach Mark Uhutahi was proud of his team's efforts. The boys gave it their all. Uh, we've changed a lot of things from the previous game into this one and the boys did really well and I'm so proud of them uh, despite the outcome.
And um, I know you guys were up by one point at half time. What was the talk like in the changing rooms? Everyone must have been pretty excited and pretty pumped. Yeah, uh, we, we changed uh, the, the game plan on the second half. But as you can see, it was a, just a simple mistake that, that gave um, to Papa the opportunity to score a goal. But it's not because the, the game plan went wrong. It's just a little mistake. But the boys did really well. Tupapa Marairenga will join New Caledonia's AS Magenta, Solomon Warriors and AS Tiare Tahiti in Group C, which will be held in Numea next month, while Lupe Ole Suanga will join AS Venus from Tahiti, Fiji's Bar FC and nine-time regional champs Auckland City from New Zealand in Group D in Tahiti. The new Fiji men's football coach says his aim is to make them the best team in Oceania. The former Papua New Guinea coach Fleming Seretslev was last week confirmed as the Buller Boys mentor, replacing Christoph Gamal, who resigned in August, and will lead the team at the upcoming Oceania Nations Cup in June. Speaking at his unveiling, the 72-year-old Seretslev says he wants to bring Fijian football to a higher level. For me, the most you can achieve is to be a national team head coach, taking care of the biggest talents and players in the country where you uh, perform. I can assure I'll do my best uh, to improve the level of Fijian football, not only for the national men's team, but for all national teams, women and men's. Talent development has always had a big place in my heart, and I'll really try to do my best to uh, be part of developing uh, players as well, boys and girls, in uh, this country. Besides that, during my spell as uh, head coach in different places, I have very often been asked by uh, UEFA to do uh, coaching courses on behalf of UEFA. And it was actually uh, the reason that I learned this region to know, because uh, 2015, uh, I was asked by UEFA if I could go and uh, support uh, the OFC by their first A-license course. And I was there, and I actually there also for the first time met uh, our technical director, Ramines Kumar. And we have actually more or less been a bit in uh, contact since uh, that course, and very much up to... Uh, to uh, my nomination as national team head coach here of uh, Fiji. My knowledge of uh, Fiji and football actually comes from my spell as national team head coach in uh, PND. It was 2016. We were not in the same group as Fiji, but I watched all three matches uh, that Fiji played uh, in this uh, tournament. And I feel like I maybe did in PND that I'm able to raise the level of football here and also raise the level of uh, the national team. It's really my, uh, my aim to bring uh, Fiji football and Fiji national team to a higher level. My aim is actually to bring Fiji to be the best team in the region, New Zealand included. I feel that too many times the island countries are a bit too afraid when they face uh, New Zealand. They show a bit too much respect uh, for them. But actually, their level of football is not higher than the level, for example, in, uh, in Fiji. So, my job, one of the jobs will be actually to give the players here more self-confidence when they face 
stronger opponents. Never be afraid of anyone. Respect every team you meet, but never be afraid of anyone. In football, everything is possible. That's the new Fiji men's football coach Fleming Seretslev, and that's the World in Sport for this week. I'm Vinnie Wiley. As always, thank you very much for listening. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.